Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're notified of any time we have new content on. We've got loads of guests, loads of great videos coming up, including today's guest who I'm very excited to have. He, um, you would recognise him, you probably recognise his voice rather than his face sometimes because he does all the Stop Hammer Time podcasts with Phil Williams. It's Mr. Jim Grant. Hi Jim, how are you? Hi, hi Russ, good evening, how are you? Very well, very well. Hey, hey, loud and clear. Appreciate the attire as well. Yeah, it's my retro shirt. Yeah. It's very good. Basically, all we do is talk about West Ham, as you can imagine, like you do with a podcast anyway, but um, about memories and, and obviously we're interviewing lots of different people all over the world. Uh, and then we'll, t- we'll move on to talk about your Hammers 11, which I've, I'm very much looking forward to um, because I think, believe it's probably the most lyrical one we've had. So looking forward to this. Um, <laughs> really? In terms of you, Jim, obviously being a West Ham fan for many, many, many yeah. years. Um, what would you say was your earliest West Ham memory? Um, my earliest West Ham memory uh, is really an England memory. It was it's England winning the World Cup in yep. '66. I know I I watched as a <clears throat> well little more than a toddler the '64 Cup final on the, on, on on telly, and I know I, I watched the '65 Cup winners' Cup, but I, I have no memory of them at all. Yeah. But I do remember just about as a as a sort of uh, uh, six year old kid. Um, Winning at Wembley, the win at Wembley, wow. and my family were all West Ham, so uh, you know it was really kind of you know it was an event in our house. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, from the early age you were sort of ingrained into into claret and blue, no space to deviate. Yeah, yeah. Although my dad was not a great football fan, he was a he was a boxer and a boxing mm. fan, um, and uh, it was my granddad and my great uncle. Who were both at um, both at Wembley in '23? Wow. Who uh, and you told me brought me. I was brought up on stories of the White Horse yeah. Cup final and uh, and Jimmy Ruffle and you know uh, these are just names, but um, they got it in, got me into it. And then um, as it also happened, I liked the colours. 
the colours are really nice. The, they appeal to the aesthetics in me. It's yeah, a very yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then so obviously from sort of the mid 60s onwards that's that's a long fan career so to speak yeah, yeah. there must be and obviously you do obviously all the stuff with the stop hammer time any sort of fond memories oh, you've probably got millions but anything that stick oh. in your mind as sort of fond memories that you know you'd like to share prosperity uh, well the excitement of my first ever game which was yeah. an away game um and my granddad took me um and that was at crystal palace which is we lived in bromley my family were all from East End, but moved south of the river before the war. Um, and um, actually because of my dad's health at the time. And, uh, you know, I nagged and nagged to sort of to get taken to game. My dad, uh, my granddad was <clears throat> not a particularly well man, but he, he was keen to go as well. So uh, we went to uh, see West Ham when they were at Crystal Palace. And I think it was, it must have been 70 or 71 around there. Yeah. And we won 3-0, I think. It was Addy Coker's... Uh, might have been his debut he scored and I think Billy Bond scored um, and maybe Clyde Best I was Clyde Best was my early idol actually yeah I just bored Clyde Best yeah well I suppose he was such a, like a such a domineering sort of unit of a man he was like it was yeah. like a real a real strong man wasn't he seeing he was, pictures but of him. He, also, he also he also exuded a kind of joy in the mm. game kind of love of the game you know? yeah um, and that, a bit important. like those kind of West Indian cricketers, you know, when you when you saw them, they kind of that just that spirit of sport flowing through. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's love. I mean, um, we had an interview, did an interview, and and Clive Best came up, and um, yeah, and just obviously, not just because you saw him as as as, as sort of the man, and the model, you know, in terms of the big the big guy and the, the happy uh, happy chap, but obviously, you know, it's what he symbolized to after you know for a lot of people a lot of us in yes. the black black community and stuff still talk Absolutely. about clive best um yeah. and, yeah. and it, it's really and i've never seen i've never around but obviously you pick up all the stories and um yeah. someone which i don't think is <clears throat> it has enough exposure about him do you know what i mean in terms of um, yes, what he I'm what great. he brings to, to everything now but um uh, lovely and what a great man three nil Three nil away. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how little did I realise? Just what misery I was. <laughs> I kind of did actually. I, I kind of. I suppose the sixties was sort of glory years for West Ham, yeah. really. In terms. Um, uh, and it seems amazing that they didn't really seriously challenge for the league in that time. Yeah. Um, but the seventies just felt like it was going up. It was just like felt like a perennial battle against relegation every year. Optimism dashed by uh, muddy pitches and coming down with the Christmas decoration. I mean, that cup final year, 75, you know, we were, I think we were, we were near the top of the table at Christmas. And then I don't think we, like, we had a great cup run, but then just, I barely won a game. Yeah. I always remember, my, my, my granddad was always, always taught, spoke of West Ham as obviously the Christmas decorations. And I, see, I, I probably got into the, my first game was like uh, sort of that 92, 93, so a few years after Egypt. And, uh, and I never really understood it. And, but I think cause a lot of it, as you said, was that sort of 70s, 80s period where it seemed to be very much so the Christmas decorations thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, uh, anyway, so as I said, what we're doing was obviously talking about memories, but also we're talking about the players, the players, which, you know, your, yes. your hammers 11. So, you know, 
there's there's a couple of one one rule we like to keep is you have to be alive to have seen them play. So obviously, lucky for you, you've got quite quite an extensive. I've got a good span. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good Although span. Yeah, not a bad span. Yeah, yeah. And it's I had um, right my eleven. Yeah. Okay. Well, my eleven. Um, I've I've gone for a concept. Love it. Now, not to be outdone by Phil, my <laughs> my colleague on the podcast, uh, he went he went for a European Union concept. He did. Um, and I thought, and I've been thinking about it. Um, you know, a lot of people will go for the great players, and I know full well that my team um, is not. Uh, you know, is not the greatest uh, West Ham team that was that you could put out. Um, and of course, you know, I could have picked Brooking and Bonds and Moore and Frank Lampard, a, a senior, and, and Phil Parks, and yep. you know. Um, uh, but I thought the essence of supporting West Ham is about is about eternal optimism in the face of repeated disappointment. And it's it's perennial kind of you know kind of it's failure. We even sing a song about failure. Yeah. Um, so I thought, okay, so what what can I what what would most catch? I, I want to have a team of people that I really love. I really loved all of these guys, but um, I wanted a team that sort of summed up that idea of seeking after glory but failing. And my eye chanced to the list of hammers of the year. Um, and every single one of my players was runner-up and never the winner of <laughs> hammer of the year. Now that's the niche love concept. It. Love um, it. But I also love them as well. So um, uh, anyway. Brilliant. Let's, let's start off between, between the sticks then, Jim. Let's start between the sticks. So I had some choices. I had um, Mervyn Day, who was twice runner-up but never won it. Um, but I went for a more recent uh, Hammer, who was also twice runner-up, and I've gone for Adrian. Um, I liked him as a keeper, always. Yep. I thought he was, a by and large, a not-let-you-down keeper. And the clincher for me, I love characters, you love those stories, the gloves-off penalty was one of the, in recent times, one of those lovely moments. Um, and uh, I, I just adored him for that. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, he had a rapport with the fans. Yeah. You know, when um, we were in uh, the Bobby Moore lower, um, you know, that sort of sense that he was connecting with the fans and he got what the club mm. was about, um, you know, loved him. Yeah, yeah, no, good shout. Yeah, no, uh, and it's one of those frustrating things, isn't it, when when you let a player go and then you need him. <laughs> so it's like yeah. obviously he Fabianski was Fabianski. Uh, yeah, well, oh, okay. Well, we've got a good idea. We're going to have got these two sort of Roberto and David Martin. Okay, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabianski won't get. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I agree. We've had yeah. It's a good shout. And as you said, yeah, it's uh, yeah twice runner up. Poor old Adrian. Okay. Okay. I've got, I'm in a 4 4 2. So Lovely, I've got a flat thank you. Uh, okay, I've noticed go. some people have been playing fast and loose with your rules, Russ. Well, I am, yeah, I know. And as I said, you know, I mean, I've, I've had to quickly adapt to finding out what an inside half is. Oh, well, yes. Oh, well, that's. No, and the left, and the left forward. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know these things. Right, okay, <laughs> thanks for the 4-4-2. Let's go left back then, then, Jim. Right, good. Okay, so left back is a man uh, I have met. Um, he did a guest slot for a live podcast we did. Um, and uh, he's not... We did play at left back, 
but he wasn't a recognised left back. He, he probably played more in midfield. He was a utility man. It's George Paris. Yeah. Who was runner up in the Hamlet of the Year in 1991. Um, and a loyal club servant, totally dedicated, committed footballer. He's the kind of footballer who would just get the crowd up with the tackle. And he's, he, had, he had his own song. I can remember, I can't remember we were playing on the like a, a cup tie against someone. Um, it might have been against Everton, I can't remember. Um, you know, and, and he just clattered someone in the first minute and said that you just knew from that point the team were up for it. Um, and, and no mean footballer either. You know, decent with both feet, scored a few useful and important mm. goals. Um, and um, if you don't mind, I've got a little poem for him. Please go ahead, Jim. That's all right. That's all right. Because I did this poem for this live uh, podcast, and um, it was around about the time that when we did the podcast that there was a, sort of a lot of argument about, it was Allardyce years, a lot of argument about the West Ham way. Yeah. Um, and it's about um, one of my favourite ever away trips, which was to Stamford Bridge in 1986, uh, and uh, his involvement in the... Uh, in the second goal, if <clears throat> Dev scored a fantastic first, um, and uh, uh, George charged down, he was playing left back that day, charged down the wing. <clears throat> so it's is George Paris, Stamford Bridge, 1986. My mind flicks back to 86 and picks for some strange reason from that treasure laden season, a remembered gem that sees a mud speared Paris in his pomp magnificently romp maraud past Chelsea boots that stomp in vain down our left wing. And in my heart I sing, I want to bring that moment back, and in my mind's eye track, defence switch to attack like that. I see Dickens glide, and with the outside of his foot I watch him put the ball right into George's stride. Georgie glances up and waits a pass, though already falling on his arse, perfectly for Tony Cotty's slide. That made it too. Chelsea had the 4-0 blues that day. Remember it when numbskull pundits say there's never been a West Ham way. Lovely. That's really... Thanks, Stuart. It's lovely. As I said, probably <laughs> the first poem we've had on the, on the, on the channel. So. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we, we, we started kind of poetry corner on the podcast. Yeah. I, I, I thought I had to, to fill those all these funny set pieces on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I just felt I, you know, I've got to, to contribute something. So yeah. I, I, I quite like messing about with words. So That's it came from that room. Exactly. And, and sort of, yeah, I make the tone a bit higher, a bit more highbrow. <laughs> well, a lot of the poems are quite, <laughs> quite just angry rants about Reading, <laughs> who I hate. <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right, so put Georgie P, go left back. We'll go right George, back. Yeah. We'll go the other side. Who's got right we'll back? go the other side. Well, now this is a bit of a shocker. Some people will be surprised, I think at this but my right back is a uh, is well probably would be my right back in my greatest ever team and that's Ray Stewart oh, never knew that. runner up in 1980 the cup winning year really wow yeah never won it I mean he had some competition let's be fair <laughs> <laughs> um you know so in Brooklyn in his pomp and Devonshire won it and Bonds you know so Phil Park so you know it was a good team that yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still come to come second in that team wasn't too bad, I suppose. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah so I've got some kind of tough tackling energy and, and and also some rampaging down the flanks. 
Yeah, no, I like it. And, and obviously penalty taker as well. So. And penalty taker, no penalty question. Indeed. Although you wouldn't be able to understand what he says, but apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Right, okay, so put, Ray, put Tonka on the right. Uh, centre-back. So let's go for your first centre-back then, Jim. Right, okay, so my first centre-back is, and I, I've put him in, he had a great season for us, um, left under a bit of a cloud. But I put him in also because he managed the team and gave us a great season in Slaven Bilic. Yep. He was runner-up hammer of the year, 97. 97. And, uh, you know, I, I just I look back thinking of great away trips. Um, you know, that sunny day at Arsenal when we saw Payet for the first time and tactically, geniusly, Reese Oxford sat in front of the... Yeah. Back forward, snuffed out Ozil and you know, uh, Kuyate scored. And, you know, it was just what a fantastic day. And yeah. what a season that was, really. You look yeah. back at the football in that season, and it was, it was special. Yeah, right, right manager, right time, right players. And, uh, yeah, just all fitted. And, uh, yeah, Slav, it was, a, it was a great centre-back for us, I think. When he, he was played. a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He was a really good player, yeah. Okay, who's going to partner Slav then in? Um, right. Um, well, I had. To, I was. I was uh, torn between two. I was torn between James Tompkins, and in the end, I went for. I didn't go for Tompkins. I went for a man again who I just loved, and I feel um, didn't didn't fulfil his potential at West Ham, even though he did have a good career because he was sort of um, hampered by injury and that's Ian Pierce. Yeah. My other centre half. Good player, I thought. Yeah, I liked him. Centre half. Mm. He had that fantastic performance against Leeds where Harry for some reason stuck him up it would have been a down to the bare bones thing. Yeah. You know, he stuck him up in back, didn't he? And he yeah. just was curious that night against Leeds. And he and he um, and, and also if Pierce, he if I remember, he would be a you know auxiliary Forward, if we were if we were trying to if we were trying to pump yeah. it up the last ten minutes, he'd go up front, uh, and I love yes. I love that I love the two players that just do oh no I'll, I'll go up front, <laughs> just lump and, it up to a, me. Yeah, and a boyhood West Ham fan, and, yeah. a, and, and again another player who connected with the fans really. I mean, I think I think you know so far that's another feature of my team. I mean that you know um, the winners of the Hammers of the Year are all, uh, in some sense is obvious. Yeah, but the people who run who are runners are. Are, are people who've probably got there because as, as much of their kind of commitment to the cause and their passion and their connection to the fans as, as, as simple sort of footballing ability. And, uh, yeah, so no, I'm very exactly. happy. No, exactly. <laughs> and I agree totally what you mean. I think, you know, to be voted hammer and, and runners-up, as you said, there's this, I can see the, ten, you're right, the, the runner-up tended to be not, not, the, <laughs> not the skillful one, so to speak, but, Still, yeah. he's been voted second out of a whole squad by the fans. So, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, yeah. brilliant. L- nice start. Um, let's, go, let's go left wing then, Jim. Right, so left wing. He's playing on the left, although he might be more comfortable um, on the right. Well, they did play on the left there. And also for England in the World Cup. And that's uh, Trevor Sinclair. Yep. Um, pretty happy with, uh, with him. Runner-up in 2000. Um, okay supplier of the past that De Canio smashed into the net against Wimbledon and that kind of you know that that there you are there you have the exactly <laughs> he, was he was terrific I mean came in scored twice on his debut against Everton 
scored some great goals. Um, just, you know, real, a really top footballer, I thought. Yeah, and very versatile as well. I think he started up front, yeah. played on the, on the left. So he played left for England, played right. I think he played right back or right wing back. Sometimes you know, it's like it just yeah, sometimes right wing back. Yeah, and I, and I love players like that. And as you said, he was one of those. Um, and I've said it before actually on the channel. There's there seems to be an overcomplication of football now. You know, it's like you'd always have yeah. a left winger on the right now and a right winger on the <laughs> left, and it's like just they can cut in and score. Where someone like Trev, well, I know he played with foot on the left, but traditionally a right winger yeah. he would just you know beat the left back and cross it in and as long yeah. as you've got someone there to nod it in you're you're all right there but uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tricky trev's in okay let's go to Absolutely. and i said i tell a story of my granddad oh god bless him you know rest his soul but um he, his eyesight was going and um he loved trevor sinclair so anytime anything good was done by a black West Ham player. It was Trevor Sinclair. <laughs> oh, bloody best player on the pitch, Shane Clare is. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was left back. Whatever. Anyway, bless him. Okay, put Trevor on the left. Who should we have on the right then, Jim? Um, I should just mention before we move on to the right that I, there was an embarrassment of riches on the left. So <laughs> okay, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, go for it. I could it. have had Graham Padden. I could have had Stuart Slate. Well, Stuart Slate's on either side. And I could have had Kevin Keane. And I could have put Lanzini there. So, you know, plenty of attacking wide skill anyway on the right it is and again some people might be surprised about this it's uh, mark ward wardy really yeah runner up in uh, 87 wow again it was a it was a period where he had some, some competition so they nice guy and as you said again he's one of those i call them uh, you know adoptive Cockney, so to speak, Wardy, it seems, you know, yeah. he's got it and he's like still very yeah. much, you see what his interaction on Twitter and Facebook, still very much in, in the West Ham community world, yeah. you know, and, and talks very openly to people. Yeah. No, great shout. Great shout, yeah. Wardy. Okay. Yeah. And Wardy um, and Ray, Ray Stewart, that, they, you don't want to miss, mess yourself. If you, if you was a left yeah. winger or a left back, you ain't getting much change there, I tell you. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, let's go to centre mid then, Jim. Who have we got on your centre mid? Centre mid, right. Well, I've got a really, I think, a good combination. I could have had, um, there was kind of less in terms of um, uh, depth for central midfield. Um, I'd love to have had Bishop. But he never even came runner-up. How about that? Really? Wow. Even runner-up. No, that's extraordinary, it seems to that's me. incredible. Um, I'd love to have it. I think it was one of the best passes of the football I've seen totally. in the club this year. Um, however, I've got a not bad passer uh, in place, and I've got Michael Carrick. Oh. Decent, deep-lying, knock it about, spread it around. I think he's... a. Uh, very much, very much. Uh, I think underestimated as a player, not just at West Ham, but I think everywhere. I yeah, think yeah, very much yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah, um, unspectacular, but but rarely gave the ball away. Um, good vision, head up player. Good tradition, mm. you know, in the West Ham tradition, really, of midfielders looking and, and, and passing well. And I think great, he, great. I th almost, he, I think he almost came at the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? Because I think we had there was sort of an abundance of obviously we had Frank and we had Joe, and he yes, almost got lost in the shuffle. I think, and I think if he yeah. was five, two years, yeah, two years later, five years earlier, whatever, you would yeah. put him in the same bracket as Frank Lampard. You know, in terms, but yes, of impact. Yeah, and respect for staying. You know, yeah, 
the season after we went down. Yeah. It was a shame that it all ended so awfully in that day against Crystal Palace. <laughs> I still can't hear that. Every time I hear, I, I never. When I used to DJ at a party and someone used to request "Glad All Over," um, oh. I would never play it because it just reminds me. It's like flashbacks. It's like you know, sort yeah. of uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome at Cardiff. Yeah, can't stand that song. Right. Okay. We'll put yeah. Carrick in. Who's going to partner Michael then? Who's going to mind? Uh, well, it's going to be all energy. Steve Lomas. Oh, Lomas. He'll get about the pitch win the ball, break things up. Good player. Again, very, very versatile. Yep. Um, a better footballer than people gave him credit for, Definitely. I think. Um, came in towards the end of the same season. Slightly overshadowed by the fact we'd signed Hartson and Kitson mm. in that. It was a nice seven and eight, I think. Yep. Um, but came in and, and, and was a great servant for the club, I thought. And, and, and a really wholehearted, again, another passionate, you know, heart on his sleeve player who loved yeah. the fans and the fans loved him yeah it's one of those one of those players and there's, there's, you've got a lot of them in here who wouldn't they wouldn't be you know if 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 the sun was doing their match report he wouldn't get the star man uh, or he got runner up it's, it's very true he got runner ups but he would be a seven eight it'd be a seven out of ten eight at solid and as you said even yes. if even if things weren't going well when you have players like that who try and and stevie lomas did the fans never got on his back do you know what i mean and i think that's all no, that's all west ham fans absolutely. want really isn't it that sort of that, that sort of that. useless run to the corner when when the ball's going out <laughs> but you still run and oh, damn it's like oh, you know they love all that right that's a I nice think, midfield. I think that's right. yeah. yeah i mean i remember um you know to Canio, uh, I think you just cut out there, Jim. Sorry. I think you just cut out, Jim. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, am I back? Yeah, you're back. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Don't worry. About it. There we go. Carry on. So, yes, you were you were saying about Steve and Decanio. <laughs> um, yeah, so very happy with the midfield yes. somewhere. Just saying how much he respected Lomas's professionalism and and commitment and you know passion. definitely, definitely, brilliant. Okay, love that. Let's go strikers, then, Jim. Who have we got? Right. Well, I've got. I'm going to save my best to the last, but I've, I'm pretty pleased with my. Now, again, I had one or two. The one or two choices um, could uh, could have gone. I, mean, I, I ruled out Defoe on the basis of. Uh, I, I just don't like him very much. Um, I was. A, I remember. I think there were various games at the start of that season where Carrick stayed on. Defoe was obviously angling for the for yeah. the move and just giving up. And I I, I was at the um, the game at um, uh, Walsall, I think it is, where he just kind of got himself sent off deliberately. Um, you know, didn't like it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't uh, like it. I could have had Marlon Harewood. Yeah, it was an out and out goal score, and probably would have been um, should probably get in ahead of the man I have picked from the same era. But I just love this guy, the guy I picked. Again, passion, 
uh, scored some great goals, had some great moments, and that's Bobby Zamora. Oh, Z-Man, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I always thought slightly, again, a slightly underrated player. Mm. Um, a lot of substitute appearances, but yeah. a good goals to game ratio in terms of starts. Mm. Yep, definitely. And I think the season we went up, he was top goal scorer for like, for like the Premier League for a, I think it was like a month or six weeks. And literally everything. Yeah, I think he scored a goal against Liverpool. He came off his bum, and he just it was just a knack for like. <laughs> and I was like, this is brilliant. But yeah, the Z Man. And you know, when when someone has their own song, um, that always yeah, absolutely. gives absolutely. I love getting behind him, and 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 he scored. Some fantastic goals and some significant goals, didn't he? Yes. So, you know, scored in the last winner, Highbury. Scored the winner in the first winner, um, Emirates. Scored the playoff final winner. Um, scored those playoff semi-final winning goals at Ipswich. And that cushioned volley from the cross from Harewood. Yes. Is one the, is, it's one of the greatest West Ham goals. It is, at the people, I mean, the Decanio one's spectacular. Yeah. But... To, to cushion a volley like that that's come from deep from the right wing Agony, yeah. um, and put it past the, uh, just at the right high past the keeper was a fantastic finish. And then he got a worldie up at Birmingham. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. He did a kind of Archie Gemmel in the 78 World Cup. So like dribbled through everyone and then nutmeg the keeper. Fantastic goal. If that had been scored by Giggs or someone, people would never have stopped talking about it. Yeah. And yet yeah, yeah. buried you know, somewhere in the sky vaults. Yeah, or somewhere <laughs> on Robert Banks' uh, on his YouTube channel, it doesn't get taken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seems to be yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right. That's brilliant. Right, okay, put Z-Man up. Who's going to partner the Z-Man? Right, well, I tell you, it's it's Frankie Mac. Oh, Frank McAvenny. 86, runner-up. Wow. Uh, what a player! What a player to have! And again, another another guy we've had on the podcast. I met so uh, that was an honour. So uh, what a, yeah, again, a, a, a passion got the fans. Yeah, proper footballer, pace, skill, good in the air. You know, great. Came back. I think you know it's very interesting when players come back and mm. still do well. I mean, the leg break was such a was such a shame, wasn't it? Such another another tragedy, really. Yeah, but, uh, and ag- and, ag- and again another adopted Cockney. You know what I mean? He's like it, yeah, still, absolutely. you know, if he walked into any walked into any West Ham, you know, any East End pub or whatever, you know, he wouldn't be out of place. You know what I mean? He's just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's what it is. I mean, that, that's that's what you get throughout the whole of this team is, you know, West Ham boys. You know, would you know they would yeah, play for the that's show? That's what I think. That's what I feel. Yeah, they, 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 the spirit of the club is in that in the modern age anyways, in that team for me. And um, they predominantly come from a period when I, I've been watching more, you know. It's yeah, yeah. Was, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think I'd give most teams a decent, decent game, actually. Yeah, they, would, they wouldn't give up, that's for sure. And yes, you've got, you got Trevor's no. pace. Trevor, you know, because, I mean, Macca had a great leap on him for a relatively, you know, wasn't a yeah, massive he was striker. Good in, yeah. yeah, he was surprisingly good, yeah. And yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a nice, um, nice balance. So I've got a little poem for them. Lovely. You'll be relieved. Uh, it's, it's not all of them. <laughs> <You'll be relieved. laughs> um, so, but it's just a little bit, it's just a little, you know, uh, summing up in a poem, shall we say. Lovely. Nice way to say <clears throat> Thank you, Jim. It seems unfair 
that for all his flair, his football do and dare, his debut pair, Sinclair, our second greatest Trevor, was never Hammer of the Year. And it seems bonkers, Tonka, our trusty Ray, so brilliant on his day, could play 400 games, put 80 pens away, and win the cup down Wembley Way. All oh, that's a lot. But Stuart never got the pot. You what? The Hammer of the Year. And what's more, Zamora, our great escape, top scorer, 11 to Tevis 7, with winners at the Emirates and the Millennium, a worldie at the Brum, dumped Campbell on his bum, but never won the Hammer of the Year. It seems ironic, or at least flawed, we had award, a pocket battleship with a rocket shot who didn't pocket this award. And it seems mean that Kevin Keane, our little bow-legged perm teen, in 1990 scored 13, and so often seen to pass and shoot with the outside of his teeny boot, never won the hammer of the year. And if that seems five too many, I ought to mention McAvenny. Um, <laughs> Keane, of course, got cut from the final. Uh, didn't get cut from the final. <laughs> but I put Sinclair instead of Keane in the end. I loved Kevin Keane. He was brilliant, and obviously caretaker manager as well. You know, so yeah. he was he, yeah. he was a lovely guy. Jim, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's I can tell it's been, it's been lovely, and obviously the poems and it's fantastic, and I'm sure everyone will love that. And as you said, you had to try and up one from what Whelan's did as well and I think you, you have <laughs> it'll be back on kick a few of them off the park anyway exactly oh definitely so especially especially, especially <laughs> bloody Vladimir Labant at left back you know I'm not being funny Mark we'll be taking it all, all day uh, I think that's true yeah <laughs> Jim, thank you so much and obviously thank you to everyone for listening and watching you know what to do obviously share subscribe obviously download the you know stop hammer time podcast every week you know great you know, he sort of keeps me keeps me going i would say my commute but i don't commute at the moment but uh other apart from that when i'm hoping to get back to the commuting uh, i listen to every day every week jim it's been an absolute pleasure thank you to everyone for watching and obviously take care and stay safe everybody bye-bye sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.